All right, Titus chapter 2, and we will read verses 1 through 5. Titus 2, 1 through 5, again, say this. But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience, that the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. That's Titus chapter 2. Verses 1 through 5, let's pray again together, please. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we praise you, glory in you, uh, dear God, and we just, Lord, want to worship you today and thank you, Lord, for all you are and all you've done uh, for us and in us and through us, Lord, as your people. Lord, we thank you today as we honor mothers, and Lord, that's the right thing to do. Your word says to honor father and mother. And of course, uh, 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 dear God, we honor fathers, but Lord, today we have a special, uh, uh, Lord God, recognition of mothers. And Lord, we thank you uh, for our mothers, the special position that you've given them. And uh, dear God, uh, for the love that you've given uh, uh, mothers, dear God, and Lord, their, their tenderness. And Lord, just uh, Lord, what a blessing, uh, God, it is to be able to call someone a mother uh, dear God, in the memories, Lord, as that song just said, to have those special moments that we can look back on, uh, dear God, with our mothers. And so just bless them special today. And Lord, uh, we confess, Lord, we need you. We desire you, God. Uh, dear God, whether it's a spiritual need, a physical need, a financial need, whatever area of our life, dear God, we are dependent upon you. So Lord, if there be those sitting here today, if there be even those listening, Lord, at this point in their life, for whatever reason, they're not saved. For whatever reason, dear God, they haven't, uh, Lord, turned from their sin and put their trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We pray today, uh, dear God, even though we might be focusing on Mother, God, that you would work in that heart. And Lord, draw that one unto thee this day. Those of us that are saved, dear God, again, may we be here. May we be thankful, dear God, for the change you've made in our life. And so, Lord, we want to say we love you. We love the word of God. Lord, we love the church. Lord, we ask you to build your local church to your glory in Jesus' name, amen. So as we look at this today, I want to think about this thought. There's a, a, not another like a mother, amen. <laughs> Thank God for mothers. And so I want to begin by looking at verse 1 there. Uh, verse 1 of Titus 2 says this, But speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, which become sound doctrine. Now, usually when we think about sound doctrine, if I said, hey, uh, uh, name a sound doctrine to me, we might say, oh, yeah, the, uh, the virgin birth. That's, a, you know, that's a, a doctrine we need to be sound on, a doctrine we need to understand. The gospel, of course, we need to understand uh, of the gospel like we talked about recently, the content of the gospel, the intent uh, of, of the gospel, and maybe the inspiration of Scripture. Yes, we want to make sure that people understand that this isn't just some book thrown together by man. Man couldn't put this book together. Man wouldn't put this book together. But we believe the Bible is the very word of God. God breathed through chosen instruments. And uh, Lord, with all my heart, with all my fiber, I believe that the Bible is the very word of God. Don't hesitate to say that. I'm not nervous about saying it. Amen. I believe the Bible is the word of God. Sound doctrine. Eternal security. It's important to believe. Hey, uh, not just that people can be saved, but once they're saved, they are secure. Amen. In Jesus. 
Jesus Christ. Amen. And they are sealed by the Holy Spirit of God and held by has nothing to do with us. Amen. But God, amen. I'm not hanging in there. Amen. I'm being held in there by the everlasting arm and the goodness of God. Important doctrines. We agree. But yet in these verses, among other things, we see instruction given for young women, amen, about being wives and mothers within biblical principles, amen. We see that that's sound doctrine, amen, sound doctrine uh, as well. Teaching, uh, te listen, the Bible teaches men how to be men, amen, and we believe that. Boy, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, the world's teaching to be other things, but we believe, amen, a man ought to be a man, amen, and the Bible teaches a man to be a man. But the Bible also teaches a, a woman how to be a, a, a lady as well and a godly woman. You know, notice that word become, that becomes sound doctrine. That word become means to distinguish, to be befitting to. And so the things that it teaches here, teaching how, uh, teaching a young man how to be a young man and, and, and how a young lady, amen, to be a, a wife and a mother and these things. So when we teach those Bible principles, we are teaching things that are befitting and distinguishing, amen, to the word of God and to sound doctrine. Uh, uh, for a moment, let me uh, give you some verses from 1 Timothy chapter 1, which talks about the opposite. In, in 1 Timothy 1, 9, it says this, Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners and for unholy and profane, for murders of fathers and murders of mothers, for manslayers. Verse 10 of 1 Timothy chapter 1 says, For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons. Right? And so it names all these things that we would say, oh yeah, those are grave sins. But then it makes this statement at the end of verse 10 in 1 Timothy chapter 1, it makes this statement, And if there be any other thing, Boy, that's a, that's a wide lasso, if you will, if there be any other thing that is contrary, contrary to sound doctrine. And that word contrary means to be opposed to, to be against, to have an opposite attitude towards, right? Things that go contrary. If there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. And so I want to say this, any teaching, I don't care uh, where it comes from in this world, who's, I don't care who said it. Any teaching that goes against biblical teaching on the home and biblical teaching on the marriage is contrary to sound doctrine. Amen. I don't care who says it. I don't care how many degrees they have and all that stuff, how, what, how many books they've written. If it, go, if, it, if, it, if it doesn't line up with the word of God, it's contrary to sound doctrine and you need to junk it. Amen. These verses mention several things. But again, today we want to focus on the thoughts concerning being a mother. Being a mother. Now, the position and title of mother is one of the highest honors, one of the highest honors that God gave to a woman to be able to have that title, mother. Think about Eve, the first woman. Her name means life-giving. Hey, hey, what is more wonderful and more precious than that a woman, amen, amen, can help give life. And bring, amen, uh, children into this world. Genesis 3.20 says this, And Adam called his name Eve because she was the mother of all living. Amen. She had the first uh, woman. He gave the great title of mother. We think about uh, Sarah. Amen. Abraham's wife. Her name meant princess. Remember, it was Sarah, but it was changed to Sarah. And that meant princess. 
princess, right? And of course, uh, uh, that's how a husband ought to treat his wife, amen? Uh, like a princess. Probably got a couple of double amens right there, right? In Genesis 17, 16, it says this. God's, now, we know how God blessed Abraham, but God says, I'm going to bless his wife too. And how's he going to bless her? How is God going to bless the wife? He said, I will bless her and give thee a son. He said, I'm going to bless her by giving her a child. And I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Hey, how am I going to bless this woman? I'm going to bless her by giving her the title of mother. That's how God says I'm going to bless her. Well, we think about how Abraham was blessed when all those things. But he said, hey, I'm going to let her be blessed by one day. She's going to be called a mother. Well, I think about Rebecca. Remember Isaac's wife? Boy, how'd you like your siblings to say this to you? Genesis 24, 6, he says, And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, Thou art our sister. Now listen to this verse. Be thou the mother of thousands and millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Just a little side note, don't worry, amen. I'm sure that included descendants. She wasn't expected to have thousands and millions, all right? Listen, all right, her, her descendants would be blessed, okay? So uh, a little re uh, relief there, but she was going to be blessed again by being a mother. Now notice again, uh, back in Titus chapter 2, what it says here. When it talks about what the older women should teach the young women, it says that they may teach the young women to what? To be sober, to love their husbands. And notice this statement, to love their children, to love their children. Being a loving mother, contrary to popular belief, is nothing to be shamed of or bashful about. Love their children. Amen. You, uh, women need to love their children. And may I say they need to love them equally and impartially. I'm glad, amen. I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that if I got Sister uh, Barnett's children aside, I said, oh, which one does she love the most? All of them would probably say me. <laughs> Each one would say me. Hey, me and, my, uh, me and my siblings go back and forth on which one mom loved the most, right? Kids like to joke about that. But we know, amen, that the Bible teaches uh, because there are parents that for some reason they'll, they'll lean more towards one another and they might shy against another. That's not right. They're to love their children equally and impartially because love is not to be uh, emotional but volitional, amen. It's an act of the will, a determining choice, amen, to have proper love for your children. And, of course, we know that more often than not, a mother has the greatest influence on a child, on molding that little heart. It certainly was true with Moses. It certainly was true with Samuel and others. And, of course, last week uh, we saw Timothy was a great example. As we talked about, his mother had a great spiritual influence on his life. And then it talked about her, uh, her mother. And certainly, as, as we've spoken about fathers before, fathers have a major responsibility to give instruction in the home. But mothers, amen, are to guide biblically as well. Mothers are to guide uh, biblically as well. And uh, give me one second here. Give me one second. I want to notice something here. All right. So uh, no, turn over to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. And you see how mothers are to guide and give instruction as well. I'm sorry, go to Proverbs chapter 6 and I'll read a verse from Proverbs chapter 1. Go to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father 
right? We know Father's supposed to give instruction. But notice this again. Forsake not what? The law of thy mother. The law of thy mother. So a woman gave instruction to the mother. Then in Proverbs 6, 20, beginning there, it says this. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. It's at verse 21. Bind them continually upon their, thine heart. Tie them about thy neck. That's good instruction for children. Children, you know, we just heard that song, Cherish the Moment. Hey, uh, you don't know how long uh, mama's going to be around, dad's going to be around, how long you're going to be in the family. Listen, the instruction, the biblical instruction that they're giving you, it says bind it upon your heart, tie it about your neck, keep it close to you. Keep that instruction close to you because you're going to need it all the days of your life as we see in these verses. Because here's what it'll do for you. Notice Proverbs 6, 22. When thou goest, amen, one day the children are going to uh, go out the door. They're going to get out in this real world. And you know what? This proper instruction based on the word of God, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, look at this, it shall, notice that, talk with thee. Verse 23, for the commandment, right? Dad gave you a commandment. For the commandment is a lamp. Mama gave you uh, the law. The law is a light. And notice this, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Reproofs of instruction are the way of life. Psalm 119, 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, what does a lamp do? Usually you have a lamp sitting somewhere in the house. Of course, you know there were lamps in the temple. And so you might think of it this way. A lamp shows you where you are, amen? We need the word of God to show us where we are in life, amen? And to show us things about ourselves and decisions that we need to make where we are in life. And so a lamp lets you see where you are. But then a light, amen, lets you see where you're going. Thank God for headlights, right? They show you where you're going. So we need the Word of God to show us where we're at in life and help us make proper decisions where we're at in life. Young people, you need that instruction to show you where you're at in this stage of life and decisions that you need to make where you are in life now to prepare you as you go out. And Lord, and then you need the word of God to give you light as you head down the path of life and show you the proper way to go and proper decisions you need to make and things that you will face in life. The way of life. You see, the instruction given to a child should affect their conscience, their will, their love, and their life for all the years and all the days of their life. Yes, and mother has a big part in giving that instruction because we know no one loves like a mother. Amen? No one loves like a mother. God uses, a matter of fact, God uses a mother's love to emphasize his great love. Notice this verse in Isaiah 49, 15. God asked a, a pretty interesting question. God asked a pretty interesting question in Isaiah 49, 15. He says this, Can a woman forget her sucking child? That she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Well, we, if we thought about that, we'd say, well, no. Man, a, 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 a woman couldn't forget that. We'd say, no way. But God says, you know what? They may forget, yet I will not forget thee. You see, when we hear about a man forsaking his family, we, of course, we, we, we feel bad for the family, but we know sometimes that happens. But when we hear about a mother doing it, when you hear about a, 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 maybe a father leaving a family, and then maybe you hear about a mother, that for, you're, you're a lot more shocked when you hear about the mother 
forsaking a family. When you hear about a mother rejecting her children, you're a lot more shocked than you hear about a dad doing it. Not that we know, we know parents love their children. Hey, listen, I love my children. As a father, I want to say I love my children. But we know again, there's something about special about that mother's love, a mother's love. You know, uh, while, and, and again, thing it says, and it's a responsibility for the young people to be taught this by the older women and by the, by the church. And here it says, while, while the older women to teach this, then what's it's implying? The younger women must have teachable spirits. Well, I want to say young ladies, amen, whatever age you are, have a teachable spirit. Never think you've got to the point, amen, uh, that you know and you can handle life by yourself. And always have a teachable spirit in life. But I want you to notice one word here. Uh, go to verse 2 of Titus 2, right? It says, oh, I'm sorry, verse 4. Now, it mentions the word about love their husbands, to love their children. But notice there's a word even before the word love in this verse. We know, hey, listen, we, we, we know women, hey, you need to love your husband. We know that's right. You need to love your children. We know that's right. But even before the word love, you see another word, sober. Sober. Boy, don't skip over that word sober and, draw, and go straight to love. That word sober means wise, serious, calm. You see, uh, uh, young people getting, mar- getting married, getting married and becoming a mother is a serious thing and should be entered into seriously with serious thought. You need biblical wisdom when making those decisions. You need to be calm and you need to have a balanced spirit, amen, and not be running on emotion when you make those decisions. I don't care how, 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 how cute that boy is, amen. You better look at him through the prism of the word of God and not get caught up in the emotion of the situation. That's why it's so important, amen, to have your heart, amen. Before your heart goes anywhere else, young people, the word of God needs to have your heart, the God of the word needs to have your heart, and your parents need to have your heart to guide you in these sober and serious decisions. Now, look what it says. It says, love your children. Then notice in verse 5, what else it says? To be discreet, chaste, and notice this statement, keepers at home. That is in the Bible. Keepers at home. That is in the Bible. That word keeper means one who looks after the domestic affairs with prudence and care. Let me say that. They're instructed to be keepers at home. Yes, that's a Bible principle and one we don't need to be ashamed of and one we don't need to back away from. Amen. It's in the word of God. We, we believe it and we stand on it. It says, again, it means to, to look after domestic affairs with prudence and care. A, a verse that goes along with that in, in Timothy, 1 Timothy 5.14 puts it this way. 1 Timothy 5.14, I will therefore that younger women marry, bear children, look at this, guide the house. Guide the house. Guide means to govern or manage the domestic affairs of a family. The one who serves. And of course, we think about a mother, a man having a servant's heart. Now, keepers, notice that statement. Keepers at home. Listen, I want to give this instruction. Outside and personal interest should not come before family interest. Outside and personal interests should not come before family interest. Let me uh, give you a warning. The Bible gives a warning about uh, women that get out there in the world. Proverbs 7, verses 9 through 11 say this. 
in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark of night. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of an harlot and supple of heart. Just a side note, notice it said the attire of a harlot. Well, if there's an attire of a harlot, then there's a attire that doesn't make you look like a harlot. <laughs> Something to think about there. And, there's a t- and it talks about uh, 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 with a woman's hair. So there's a way, the Bible talks about that. And it talks about a woman's attire. Just a, a side note there. But notice verse 11, it says, she is loud and stubborn. Look at this. Her feet abide, not in her house. Her feet abide, not in her house. It's a dangerous thing. When a woman doesn't want her feet to abide in her house and do what God has called her to do as a godly young lady, as a godly wife, and as a godly mother. Let me give you another good illustration of that. I think it's a good illustration. In 1 Kings chapter 20, there's a prophet that comes to the king. Now he's talking about something else, but I think it has a good principle in it. 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 38. So this prophet comes to the king and he says this. So the prophet departed and waited for the king by the way and disguised himself with ashes upon his face. And as the king passed by, he cried unto the king and he said, notice what the prophet says here. Thy servant went out into the midst of battle. No doubt life is a battle. And behold, a man turned aside and notice the statement and brought a man unto me and brought a man unto me. And what did he say? He said, keep this man. Keep this man, and if by any means he be missing, then shall thy life be for his life, or else thou shalt pay a talent of silver. And notice what it said in verse 40. And as thy servant, look at this, was busy here and there. The servant was busy here and there. He was gone. And the king of Israel said unto him, so shall thy judgment be. Thyself hath decided. So what, what's he saying here? He says, this man, he says, a man, somebody came to me and they gave me a responsibility for another person. And so he said, I'm responsible for the life of this other person. But I got busy here and there. And the next thing you know, I turned around and they were gone. And boy, that, that principle there. Right? About that God has given you the responsibility of taking care of another life. God has given you the responsibility, mothers, of taking care of another soul. So God gives a mother the responsibility to keep this man, to keep this child. And if they are not careful, if they get busy here and there, and don't fulfill their responsibility as a godly mother and their God-given duty, one day they're going to wake up and that child's going to be gone. That child's going to be grown and departed. Amen? And they'll have wasted that time that God gave them to have great influence in that child's life if they're not careful. And what we need to think about that. You see, the mother should make the house a refuge. You see, your child steps out into the world and it's surrounded by evil. It's surrounded by uh, people and things that are trying to influence it the wrong way. But a child should know, amen, that when a child comes home and mother's there, they have found a refuge from the evils of the world. They have found someone who's going to give them proper instruction, who doesn't want to destroy their life, but wants to build up their lives on the right precepts and principles of the word of God, amen, and send them forth, amen, as arrows of deliverance, if you will, out into a world, amen, that needs godly examples in every generation. Listen, mother, think about this, you know, a, a mother, think, you know, because the world, you know, teaches different things. But I want to say to this, you mothers, I want to say to you, young ladies, 
Better than being the CEO of some well-known company that's going to perish one day, better than being a CEO of some company is being a COO, chief operations officer, for your home and family. Amen? <laughs> so, hey, don't focus. Don't CEO, it's better to be a COO, chief operating officer. That's what the Bible's called women to do in their house. Amen? Uh, for your home and family. Why? Titus 2.5 says this. It tells them this, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands. Why? That the word of God be not blasphemed. Blaspheme means this, to hurt the reputation, to be irreverent toward God and his word, to be irreverent towards God and his word. First Timothy 5.14 gives the same warning. Notice there it says, I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children. Notice the bearing children comes after the marry. Amen. Another Bible principle, the bearing children comes after the Mary to guide the house. And look at this. Notice how this verse ends to give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully, to give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully. That none occasion means this. That says none occasion, which means when a woman is not fulfilling or does not have a desire to once she has the opportunity, they're giving occasion to the enemies of God's word. A good example of that is when David sinned and the prophet came to him and said this, like David in 2 Samuel 12, 14, how be it because by this deed, by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. And so, you see, the Bible warns uh, young women, young people, listen, if you don't fulfill your role according to the precepts and principles of the Word of God, you're given occasion to the world to speak against the things of God, to speak against God and His Word and the proper way of doing things, the proper way of doing things. That's very, that's very important to recognize very important to recognize there he has given you this responsibility to speak it says to speak reproachfully to speak to blaspheme it says so that would so just the opposite is true when they are fulfilling their role when they're married having children loving their husbands and children guiding the home they're giving occasion for the opposite they're giving occasion for the Lord to get glory in their life uh, through their life and their testimony. So if not doing it brings reproach, if not doing it brings blasphemy against the word of God, then that means doing it is the opposite. It brings glory to God. It gives people, it gives people the chance to see that, hey, when you do things according to the word of God, it makes a difference in the heart. It makes a difference in the home. It makes a difference in children's lives. So young ladies, think about this. You can give opportunity for blessing or you can give opportunity for blaspheme. And the difference is how the decisions you make in these areas according to the word of God. Now, of course, the world's going to tell you something else. Again, the world would rather you be a CEO instead of the COO. You see, the world challenges young ladies to become a career woman. But the word challenges ladies to become a care woman care about God, care for their husbands, care for their children, and care for their home. Now, we realize sometimes uh, people have to be uh, uh, career and Sometimes these things happen. And of course, the Bible and God understands that. 
right? The Bible, God is a God of grace. God is a God of, of mercy. You know, uh, 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 thank, I thank God for my mother. You know, my, my, my dad left my uh, uh, mother when I was four years old. Here she was. She had four children. She was on welfare. She's living in the projects in Dallas, Texas, right? So what? Thank God she got into a program that helped her go to school. And she, she went to school and became a nurse and she got off welfare and she was a nurse the rest of her life right? <laughs> those things are understandable. And God gives grace uh, for those things that, 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 that when things don't go the way uh, they should, amen, that God gives grace, amen, uh, uh, to those situations. But of course, we're talking about, but we're trying to avoid those things. And so the Bible is trying to help us avoid those things. When the Lord wanted to make sure an elderly woman or sister in the Lord received the right respect and care, you know, when he talked about, he said this in 1 Timothy 5, 2, the elder woman as mothers. Boy, when he wanted to make sure a woman was getting the right care, he said, treat them like your mother. Amen. Treat them like your mother. Boy, uh, it, listen, uh, we should be treating our mothers right. So as we finish up here, you know, uh, we, most everybody loves their mother. You know, I, I would say, hey, listen, if you can't think of something nice to say to somebody, you can always say this. Well, at least they love their mother. You know? I don't know what else I can think about, but I know at least they love their mother. You can always say that about somebody. But, you know, we mentioned Hannah last week. Hannah, like other women of previous generations, felt an emptiness till she was a mother. And, you know, boy, the, the world would laugh at you for saying that. But no, that, that God put that in women, the desire to be a mother, the desire to have children. That's a, that, that, that's, that's a right thing. That's a godly thing. And nothing that a woman should be ashamed of to say, young woman shouldn't be ashamed to say, oh, what, what do you want to do when you uh, grow up? Oh, listen, I want to be a godly mother. I want to help raise my children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. When somebody uh, say, oh, well, well, I do this, I do that. So, well, you know what I'm doing? Amen. I'm raising the next person, amen, that's going to make a difference in our nation to the glory of God. There's a good answer for you. Say, I'm raising the next person that's going to make a difference in our nation to the glory of God in their generation because you can't get any better than that. You know, a lot of, a lot of Bible teaching about motherhood, motherhood sure messes up modern-day thinking, amen? But we're going to stick with the Word of God. We're going to stick with what the Bible teaches. So uh, thank God that the Bible teaches, amen? Uh, uh, it, it's a wonderful thing to be a mother. There's nothing more precious for a woman, amen, than to have the privilege of being a godly mother and having her part, amen, in guiding her home and guiding her children to the glory of God. So I say, uh, you women uh, that are mothers, amen, you're honored, amen. We want to honor you today, but God honors you. The word of God honors you, amen. And you, you should be, I don't care what, I don't care, you know, uh, you know we, 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 got a, we got a woman that's a, a vice president now, and every time a woman does something, this is this, listen, they'll never attain a higher office than being a mother that is raising her children to the honor and glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the highest position in the land, amen, as far as uh, women, because you, you're saved and you love God and you've done your part in trying to raise your children to God's glory. So as we finish up, we say this, no human will ever love you like a true mother, amen? No human will ever love you like a true mother. No one can train and guide a child like a true, godly, biblical mother. The best friend a child ever had on earth 
is a godly, consecrated mother who loves them. I have no doubt that, amen, uh, 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 all the Sister Barnett's children would say amen to that. Best friend I ever had was my godly mother. Thank God for that, who's consecrated, amen, and loves them. Oh, friend, the Bible surely makes it clear there's not another like a mother, amen. And we honor mothers today according to the word of God. And we challenge, amen, our young, we challenge our young men, and we'll talk about them another time, to, go up, to grow up and be godly men. Men, amen, based upon Bible principles and to be godly fathers. But today we challenge our young ladies, amen, be, uh, don't, don't, don't shy away from that opportunity to be a godly wife and a godly mother and raise your children, amen, to his honor and his glory. What a wonderful thing that is. In just a moment, I'm going to pray, but I want to, I want to say in, uh, as we finish up here in just a moment, uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a song, but uh, we're going to invite uh, the, the Farrah Hughes family and the Hughes family to come up just a moment, and uh, we'll do a, a baby dedication uh, with them as, as well. And as we talked about last week, boy, the uh, children are a heritage from the Lord. You have children, they are a gift that God gave to you. And your gift back to God is raising those children, again, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Being you as a father, being the man of God that God has called you to be and expects you to be. And you as a godly mother, being the, the, the woman and godly mother of God. And together, amen, in, in, in unity as one, saying, hey, God gave me this child and I want to dedicate myself to raising this child to his honor and glory. Again, according to Bible precepts, and principles, and we'll talk about more than that in just a moment, but let us pray.